When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, October 4th, late at night. Uh, I had a long day. I was at Celtics practice again, which we'll get into. Uh, but we're here. Celtics are back. There haven't even been any games yet, and they're so back. Like, it, And obviously, this is coming from me as a guy who's been at practice, so I'm like happy to be there. But in general quotes twitter is filled with celtics quotes again right right the timeline seo youtube everything it's celtics especially and not that this applies to us or anybody who listens to us mainly because you guys are all been sticking with us throughout the summer but like new england doesn't have much else to care about right now because the paths are terrible the red Sox didn't make the well, playoffs it's celtics time but people uh i'll tell you what they'll take any angle they can to be like the patriots might might win this week <laughs> yeah no the That's Patriots terrible. fan base is the most, I don't want to say delusional because it's the wrong word, the most, the least willing to accept that they are uh, not good. Patriots are Which not I good. Which I kind of respect. Like, I respect the mindset. Uh, I don't. I think it's annoying. Whatever. It's like Knicks fans to, to uh... me. They, they are creeping, like, the league's better when we're good territory. It's like, sure. okay, go to hell. Uh, I'll to tell learn, you what, uh... though. Yes. Speaking of being back. We've reached Sam listens to the NBA on TNT theme when he's in the car. Season. Wow. I, I thought you were going to go. We've listened to Sam listens to NBA podcasts. He's not. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'll listen all year round if they have stuff like Bill Simmons. Was yeah. Doing stuff in the summer, but they took a month off. I didn't have anything to do. That, that's what I'm saying. I listened to Zach Lowe yesterday. I listened to front office show today. I listened to Joe Missoula on the JJ Reddick pod today, which we'll get into later. Um, it was uh, the NBA is so back. Uh, this is also just to pump it up here. I don't know even know if Sam saw it. fourteen hundred subscribers for the channel. Oh yeah, hit the mark. I Look saw fourteen hundred, and then I looked later in the day, and it was one point three nine again. Oh no, did we bump back down? We're around one point four. Hopefully, I don't look like an <laughs> idiot. I checked right before we did something. Uh, Sam Bozo mode one thousand four hundred and one. Hey, hey. so we appreciate y'all i remember we jumped on the podcast like two shows ago and we were like yeah hey, maybe we'll hit 1400 by the start of the season you guys just said now nah, we got you fans tapping us up saying we got you guys uh <clears throat> now maybe we say let's hit 1500 before the start of the season maybe that's too lofty maybe i don't care help <laughs> we have two <laughs> weeks three two three, i don't even know three weeks exactly sam can't speak start the show uh but yeah no seriously appreciate y'all for tuning in throughout the summer because now we have real celtics content i know sam's pumped i know i'm pumped i'm pumped it is i, I like christmas sam doesn't don't care this is truly the most wonderful time of the year i'll back you there no uh, it, is. Maybe, it is maybe minus playoffs christmas like, who cares nba back <laughs> best time of the year like play the song yeah. uh i used to think it was the playoffs idiot move by me because the playoffs while they are awesome, Stress. they also suck. Stress. Yeah. Yeah. They but, legitimately uh, made me miss a day of work this year 
not because I was like emotional. I legitimately got sick because they upset wow. me so drastically. Which game was that? That was the Hawks game when mm. Trey Young hit the shot. Yeah, that's tough. I think. Also, before we get into it, uh, just thank you for showing love on the uh, Taylor Funk video because we we got the funky music at the start when we glad you guys appreciated us. You like that? That's (laughs) like uh, if you've ever seen Spider-Man, I think it's Spider-Man 3, and they're in the Daily Bugle and Hoffman is pitching creative ideas to Jameson. And -hmm. he's like, Daily Bugle, it's hip, it's now, it's wow. And it's the stupidest thing ever, but it's their idea of being creative. <laughs> that was me being like, we should put uh, the electric slide. Yeah. And I'd throw them off. I had to do a record scratch. I had to throw people off. <laughs> yeah. I checked this morning when I woke up and I was like, he didn't do it. And I was like, he did it. He did it. <laughs> that was the effect. I really wanted to get you, but I'm glad I got the people too. Uh, all right. Let's actually get into Celtic stuff. And we can start with me going to Celtics practice. Um it's cool. I, I mean, I will say first and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, I've had like some people who have watched the show for a long time, uh, burner Celtics and it's gear Two people like OG fans of the show, yes. both message me on Twitter and say, this is dope. Look at you. So like, appreciate you too. If you start Celtics, who regardless. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. He so, recognized me one y'all. day. I was on the street and he was like, <laughs> that's gotta called, be yeah, I was like, what is going on? That's gotta be very cool. That that's gotta yeah. be surreal. My dad, he was like, damn, like, <laughs> you're actually doing stuff up there. Get the clout. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, Celtics practice very cool. It's basically just go to the Arbox Center. They throw us up in the press room, in the media room, whatever. We wait, and then there's this whole thing. So the Celtics don't like want the media watching practice because they don't want videos out of the actual practice. Mm-hmm. So they're always late, which is it is what it is. But I chill there, whatever. We do work. Jay King came in today, said, "What's up, fuckers?" and just <laughs> entered the room with the bang. Um, but they do this thing when they're ready for us there's a curtain and they just slowly lift the curtain up. So everyone's like, Oh, it's time. It's time. And everyone just like scurries to the window. Then they go down they to the really court. treat you like children. <laughs> yes. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, but it's, it's cool. It's fun. Everyone there is like fun. Child. Someday. <laughs> uh, no, it's good though. It, it's good. It's fun to hear the players. And like I, we said a million times the intro, it's just so good to be back. It's just so good for Celtics basketball to be right around the corner. First preseason game Sunday. Is Sunday. Sunday. Do we do a playback for the preseason game? Is it wait? Is it home? I might be there. If not, it's home. If it okay, then I'll probably be there. First road preseason game though. Playback. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a playback. playback. Maybe I have to yeah. do some playback. Go go follow us on playback, please. <laughs> please. If we keep asking, dude. Nobody's doing it. Man, we're asking at the beginning of the show now. Um, but yeah, go go check us out on playback. While we're at it, um, HBTC on SeatGeek if you want to go to games. Yeah, we'll we'll check it out. Check it out. We have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. If you're watching on CLNS, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. And mm-hmm. check out the shorts. I'm trying to post some clips. From yes, that. Jack so actually doing an excellent job kind of with the shorts. He's posting them to YouTube. Trying. Uh, nowhere and TikTok. Else. Okay, TikTok. TikTok. All right. Uh, not not Facebook. I need to do Facebook. I know you're you're big on Facebook. I I never use Facebook, so I always forget. Mm. But I'll try to remember Facebook. Text me. I just think All it's right. easy for them to like pop off there. Probably as they are anywhere. I mean, especially yeah, things yeah. like the shorts. Whatever you people don't need to hear this. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's get into Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had his introductory He's press arrived. conference for the Celtics. Yes, on Wednesday. I was there for it. It was part of media, but a lot of good stuff. Him. Brad Stevens, Wick, Pags, all on the panel. What are you laughing at? Because I burped in the middle of my thing. No, I'm laughing at the show sheet. What is it? 
What 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 is what, Brad part? Stevens smiling like an idiot? He was, and let's lead with that. He, Brad Stevens he sure was. <laughs> Even before like all the memes of him smiling while Drew's talking, when they were getting on stage, I don't know I if the, the, it caught it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know first. if they caught this, but they were going up to stage, and Brad's just looking at Drew. He's like, "Yeah, hey, look at this. Look at it go. Like he's just he's he's just <laughs> like he's the biggest fan in the world. Brad has is the only person on planet Earth." who is allowed to simultaneously be a fan of the Celtics and be a part of the Celtics. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. he is a fan running the Celtics. Um, especially when you look at the context. Like, I, I put this as the lead in my article that I wrote for Celtics blog. On media day, Brad Stevens was talking, and he said, uh, let, me, let me find it here. I tried to get Drew Holiday on the Celtics since I've been the coach. I know I would go into Danny Andrews' office every year and be like, hey, can we get Drew Holiday? Dude's just living his dream. <laughs> He's just living out his own fantasy. He is hyper Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's hype for the Celtics. Drew Holiday said that, uh, you know, when I got to Portland, uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but I sneakily hoped that it would be here, but I didn't want to get my hopes up and get my dreams crushed, but it worked out. Everyone wants Drew to be in Boston. Drew wants Drew to be in Boston. It's just vibes are very, very high in regard to Drew Holiday with the Celtics. It seems like it. He definitely uh, has arrived with a chip on his shoulder. His wife uh, took to social media today to reveal how things were found out on their end. So apparently they had no warning, no conversation that he could be traded. And he woke up from a nap and he was no longer on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, remember, he was not immediately traded the Celtics. It was... You're not on the Bucks anymore. You're a trailblazer, but you won't play there. So you literally don't know where you're going next. Good luck. I think uh, it is really tough from a personal perspective. It, she talks about their kids uh, having made friends in school. He talked about this. He talked about this on the podium today. He was like, you know, uh, yeah. it was a whirlwind. It's tough when you've you know, put down roots in the community, friends, your kids have friends, they're in school. I mean, this kid's probably literally started school, what, last month? So they're going to have to either yeah. stay there and be away from him or whatever. I mean, it is part of being an NBA player. Because, I mean, we can't complain about this too much because the Celtics literally traded two guys in that deal out of nowhere too. Maybe not out of nowhere for Brogdon, but Rob was probably out of nowhere. Tough. Tough for Rob. Rob, who said Scoot Henderson's really fast today. Yeah, he, with some choice words, he did. Um, no, yeah, Drew's hyped. He, he said he's very excited to be in Boston. Um, he said, Portland, bless me. They did a great job. Joe Cronin did a great job of communicating it, which is just interesting after the Dame situation. Yeah, Joe Cronin, turns out he's not the devil. <laughs> right? Who would have thought? Hmm. Uh, said everyone has been gracious so far. Uh, quiz for you, Sam. Maybe you saw my tweet. Drew Holiday, three out of the past four years, won the teammate of the uh, teammate of the year award. Who was the other fourth person? Grant. We guess Damian Lillard. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> very funny, very funny. Um, mm. Drew Holiday grew up in L.A. as a Lakers fan, so there was that. Mm. But he said, uh, "My uh, family is probably a bit hurt, but this is a blue collar town. They love people who work Cry. hard. Time, I'm gonna do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um." Reference the multiple times he's played Boston in the playoffs, played him with the Bucs, obviously. Also, also played the, the big three Celtics with the Sixers. The Uncut Gems series. Uh, yep. 
Yep, yep. Uh, said it was a very easy decision that this would be one of the places that I would have loved to come to, uh, which is also very cool. Um, some other tidbits, and we don't have to drone on about the entire press conference. Just a couple of other things that were interesting from it that we can talk about. One, <clears throat> Wick and Pags were both very animated, both, both very excited about Drew Holiday and this group of Celtics players. Said this was the best practice we've ever watched. Talked about how intense it was. Uh, Pags said, Paul Pierce said, I've never seen a practice go this hard and work this hard and run this fast for this long. Uh, so <laughs> Celtics are amped to get the season going. Uh, that's coming Should. from the truth. I'm in. Put me out there. Yeah. We talked about and then, this with uh, Justin. One of us. Go check, out, uh, go check out Celtics Lab. Uh, and then the last thing was Drew Holiday talking about Jalen Brown, calling, saying how good of a player he is, how he's one of the toughest guys he's guarded. And Pag saying, I've never seen Jalen Brown get stopped on a drive in practice before, and he ran into a brick wall today uh, in Drew Holiday. And Drew was like, yeah, I'm a pretty strong guy, but that dude's strong as fuck. <laughs> so just some cool tidbits from Celtics and the Celtics crowd. I'll tell you what. In the Drew Holiday conference. The sheer excitement, not necessarily from the fan base, but from everybody in the organization about this Drew Holiday trade has yeah. made me feel a lot better about it. I don't want to yes. say that I was ever out on it because I wasn't, but I was not all the way in like i was like okay this could be not as you all the way in things. are you all the way in now i'm roped in they haven't played Whoa. a game yet not even a preseason game but i'm all the way in i would like to see drew holiday take the yes, floor sir. i'm excited about what he's going to bring to the team just the sheer everybody's so happy he's on the celtics is speaking great great volume to me i'm amped I, i've been in you on the right well all oh, this got me more in my in. defense oh. i was emotionally invested last week when the dame trade first happened and we talked to cam and then i kind of sat and thought for a bit and i was like well maybe he's old and and uh on the smaller side and relies on defensive ability but yeah. i'm all the way back in in very yeah. in very very Wood. in um <laughs> wood <laughs> love <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Now, that's the new, like, whenever I, I like adopted sayings that you say sometimes, I say that in everyday life. Now, I just go wood. And I, and I say it like that, too, like there's an actual microphone in front of me, but there's not. But anyway, you have to. I know. I think <sighs> of, like things I say in everyday life. I say fire all the time. I actually don't think I say fire that much. A couple years ago, I said um, dead ass a lot, like, and it got <laughs> to the point where I said it around the house so much. It was like during COVID because I was like back home. My mom would. um my mom came back home from work one day and he goes, Jack, I said dead ass in conversation with my boss today. I said, mom, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, but okay. Uh, Drew Holiday press conference. If you want to see the whole thing, go check it out on um, CLNS's take your uh, channel. <clears throat> find it. You can find it on Twitter. I wrote it for Celtics blog. Yeah, don't take your pick. Watch on CLNS. But we appreciate you. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, next thing, at practice today, Joe Mazzula spoke with the media after practice. Um, said he emailed former Celtics players, among other things. And again, if you'd like to see the whole interviews, go check it out. But the biggest storyline came from it. Joe Mazzula emailed former Celtics players <clears throat> saying, come anytime you want. Come to practice, come to games, come to everything. Like, just be around the team. Basically said, I sent an email out to all Celtics former players because I feel like it's important that we share in this experience together. They started the tradition. They kept it going. And now it's our responsibility to keep keep responsibility as an organization, excuse me, to keep it alive. Other tidbits that were that were important from it said when you don't see them all the time, you don't get that connection to the past. The only past we have is the banners alone. The past should be the banners, but it should be the people uh, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. said he compared it to college, how NBA players always go back to their college, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I said he appreciated Pierce being here. He wants to create a brotherhood, that environment. Um, he said there could be an issue if it's not a normal thing. Uh, and if it's just like a one-off because then it's just for attention or if it's just, you know, mm-hmm. about this player. But he said, if we normalize it and there are people around all the time and not just at a game seven and not just at a first playoff game, then it becomes like we're doing this together. So I wanted to break that barrier of like once in a while and like all the time, anytime, whether it's on the team playing dinner, we should have that open environment. So he's all in on, if you were a Celtic, you are a Celtic. Come in, help us build this, which is something I assume you are very in on because that is right up your alley. Yeah, I really love this from Joe. I think this is awesome. I think it's uh, a bit out of character for Joe. Not necessarily so much that he is... Joe's different. ...anti-stuff, but he's just very quiet, reserved. And he said this himself, that he's a bit introverted when he talked to Reddick today. I guess we can kind of loop those together, or we can save it. It doesn't matter. It's on the sheet. Yeah. I really love that from Joe. I just think it's a great thing. I think the Celtics have so many great players that have come through and been a part of the team and helped them win championships and have been Hall of Fame, all-star caliber players. Yep. That they could absolutely give these guys something extra to to maybe even the newer guys, maybe a Jordan Walsh, maybe uh Drew Holiday just getting here. Not I. I don't even know if Drew Holiday really needs the boost because he's been around the environment so much in the playoffs, like you mentioned. Yeah, but these guys that have not been here that long to see the lasting effects that being a part of the Celtics organization has had on many, many people, yeah, could be such a great boost, a great lesson, uh, anything to get them more galvanized is great. And, and to bring people together. I think it's a really cool angle from Joe. And I'm surprised that they haven't pushed something like this sooner. Yeah, no, it, it's great. It's good for him already seeing the effect. Obviously Pierce, Paul Pierce was at um, practice on Wednesday, Eddie house, Leon Poe and Satch Sanders were all there the day before. And you're seeing some players respond to the quote on Twitter. Jay King tweeted the quote, uh, Jared Sullinger retweeted it saying oh. facts. Uh, Jonas Jerebko commented with a clover emoji and Evan Turner confirmed in the replies that he did receive the email. So I I've love seen some former Celtics in Boston. I do too. Speaking of Jonas Jerebko quick mm. thing. So I have been throwing on, 
full length old Celtics games. Mm. Just every once in a while. I'm getting ready. I told you we're back. And one that popped up yesterday was that game three against Atlanta in 2016, where he starts the game with just a massive putback slam. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like the Celtics really were in a playoff series and won games with Jonas Drebko starting. Not to say that he was bad, but just like thinking about what they have now and yeah. how different it is. I love Jonas Jerebko. He Jerebko. He was great when he was with the Celtics, and he was a great Celtic. Always played hard. He gave it his all. Like he he is somebody that kind of embodies that hard nosed style where he's working out there and earning those minutes and earning the respect of the fans. Loved him. Yeah, it was just funny that he was one of the people that yeah chimed in. Agreed. But in on Joe doing this, we appreciate it. And let's just stick with Joe here and talk about his appearance on The Old Man in the Three with J.J. Reddick and Tommy Alter. But it was just J.J. today. Uh, J.J. talked with Joe. This was before the Drew Holiday trade, so they didn't directly talk about the Drew Holiday trade. But my biggest takeaway from it, because we're not going to go over the whole interview, but my biggest takeaway, Joe is just a lot more comfortable. He just seems very open, very willing to talk. And he talked very earnestly about when I got this job, I did not know what the fuck I was doing. Like he he just straight up said, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I told the players I didn't know what I was doing. I told them I was going to make mistakes. And it was important for me to tell them, hey, I'm learning on the fly. You guys are amazing. You guys will guide my choices, which is just like maybe some Celtics fans sit there and say, oh, this was a bad choice. No one's fully ready to be a head coach. Even if it, they had, had gone out there and hired the most perfect assistant coach in the world no one's ready look at Ime Udoka when he started last year they sucked they were bad they were objectively bad when he started and you could sit there and say oh go hire a former coach yeah hire Frank Vogel hire all these people whatever they wanted somebody who could be on the Celtics and be with the Celtics for a long time that had a connection with the players and they valued that relationship with the players and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown more than just getting a guy right Joe Mazzulla was who that was. He talked about his journey to get there. And I thought it was really great how open he was and like emotionally aware he was when he got the job and how willing he was to talk about that with JJ Redick. I thought Mazzulla's appearance on Redick was spectacular. It was like you said, he was so willing to talk when you sent it to the Celtics blog chat yesterday or Monday. I joked. I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Like just one word answers for an hour of him talking to Redick. (laughs) There was some great back and forth between him and Redick. I love Redick so much because he truly lives and breeds basketball. Like it's his everything. So when he's talking about it passionately with Joe Missoula, you really can see that love come out of Missoula, which is not in his character. At least last year it wasn't. Now it's starting to kind of come out where he's a very friendly guy, uh, really wants everybody to be togetherness, motivated, you, you name it. The most interesting – okay, two things interesting that, that stuck out to me. He talks about this – is, this will be quick. He talks about what Porzingis adds to the team, and he was very sure to mention how he's going to affect them at the end of games, being better in clutch games because they were terrible in clutch games. And Joe attributed that to them not being able to control the momentum, not being able to get inside, not being able to get to the free throw line. And I think Porzingis being there is going to help it. It's something I've said all summer. Ever since they landed him, I was like, perfect. They can post up. They can make defenses sweat that way. They can have a more diverse offensive attack when the seconds are ticking down at the end of the fourth quarter. Awesome. Glad we're aligned, Joe. If you need advice, we're here. Uh, 
second thing. You talked about the threes. Threes were interesting to me. I don't disagree with the whole math thing. You listen to this too, so you know what I'm talking about. Joe yeah. talks about like literally there are times out where math. he felt like they get a, they get out math. He he referenced the Brooklyn game specifically, saying like, yeah, we started great. We shot like 10 of 14 on layups to start the game, and they shot two of 10 from threes. And when that happened, I knew we were screwed because they were going to keep shooting, and we were going to get, get, get comfortable with shots that we weren't going to get consistently. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So if I could have asked him a follow-up in that situation, this is not to poke holes at his philosophy because, I mean, whatever. He gave a great explanation. You can see where he's coming from in that sense. And he also said they might not heavily lean on it this year. Eyeball emoji to that. How does the decision to shoot more threes rather than twos affect momentum? And this is something I've talked about with you before because we've gone back and forth on this. Him and Reddick discuss a moment in Reddick's career where Reddick was like, yeah, we looked up and this team was like out outscoring us just because they were taking more threes. Yes, but also you miss more threes. So that's less possessions that you walk away with a basket, meaning it's easier for the other team to string together runs. I feel like that's going to affect momentum. Yeah. I feel like that that is why the mathematic approach to basketball is imperfect. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means there is a reason why it doesn't always work. No, I think that plays a part in it. I just think in the like, I think in that Nets game specifically, it didn't matter as much because like it was just the shots they were getting. Like, I, I don't think shooting more threes was the point he was making. I think the point he was making was we got too comfortable taking just layups because they were so easy. And then that obviously the Nets are going to adjust to getting open layups at halftime. Right. Um, but I, I do think there is a point. What my like thought was, it was just like, no, I know. I, I know how in the grand scheme of things view this. Like, I'm curious what his yeah. take would be on that. Yeah, and I think the momentum thing was important. And something else, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, Joe talked about was um, uh, JJ kept referencing like, oh yeah, I sat on your jujitsu session with your coach, which was cool. It's like it's it's fun that he did that, and it's fun Joe's that Joe does that job. <laughs> and Joe, they they talked about how like the point at which you are closest to like winning is also the easiest time for you to lose. And Joe basically phrased it as if like. It's because of the mindset both teams are in. One team is just trying to stay alive while the other team is in survival mode. And usually when one team's in survival mode and the other one's just like hanging on, the, the team in survival mode is going to win because they're going to do whatever it takes. And so as much as it's easy to say, well, did you just be in survival mode all, all the time? Like, it's just not how like life works, right? Like if, if you are winning by a lot, you are naturally going to like, take your foot off the gas or change the way you play. And yes, the Celtics need to be better at doing that. And I, I, Joe obviously said that like, that is something we are actively trying to be better at, but like, it was just interesting to hear him talk about it from less of a purely basketball perspective and more of a, just like a general, this is the mindset of one team at that point, And this is the mindset of another, you know, person or team at that point. And that is why stuff happens the way it does. And as much as it was a Celtics issue a lot last year, like, and that's what we noticed it as, it happened all around the league. Like that, that's just a common thing that happens. Not that that's not, again, not an excuse. And Joe didn't say the Celtics need to be better at it, but I just thought it was interesting the way he approached the conversation. You know what? One of my favorite takeaways from the Missoula thing today was, is him talking mm. to Reddick about how he got the rap of being like extremely offensive minded. And mm. it's because he was like, when I was a player, I was so shit at all. I said this after media day. Do 
is play yeah. defense. So I just kind of assumed everybody was like that. And like, <laughs> you don't have to tell people to play defense. He's like, I kind of learned. And like, we're going to be like play defense now. Yeah, that's that's fire. I enjoy that. And yeah. He was like that. He, he, uh, Joe was like, yeah, that's actually like the literal opposite of who I am as a coach. I just kind of thought everyone knew we would play defense because we've been a top five. I thought defense. that was understood. Like, yeah, literally one. I also liked listening to Joe talk about how he was trying to convince JJ to join the staff last summer. That was cool. He was Listen when they were at him. golf and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I'm playing golf next week in Missoula's soul. Left his <laughs> Very fun. Very fun. Uh, but yeah, that's the Joe Missoula interview. Go check it out. I'm hyped about Joe this year. I, I truly think, and not to jinx anything. I think Joe has a much better grasp on it. I think the Celtics are completely locked in. Like I'm not saying they're going to be perfect out the gates, even though I know you would want them to be. However, they should go I, 82 and 0. I think that like I think the Celtics are going to be really damn good this year. Like the, like right. everything is is coming into place. So I'm going to say something. Uh-oh. I think I'm one I'm all the way on the Kool-Aid. I think that Joe Missoula is being set up to be the next great NBA coach. Ooh. Ooh. He's starting very young. Mm. He is somebody mm. that worked his way up through the organization. Much like uh, the man down in Miami, Spolstra. Mm. I also think Popovich did a similar thing in San Antonio. Maybe. Could be wrong. Yeah. I think it's interesting that he was handpicked by Stevens. And Taylor. I, I just think Back a lot of the storylines are there. Now you're starting to see him be more personable. He's not somebody that's hard-headed and, and doesn't think he can make mistakes. <clears throat> yes. Listening to him talk. Now, listen, I know Ben Simmons were on this podcast last year and was like, I'm, I'm back and people believed it, <laughs> but I, Joe could be one of the next great coaches. People you want to know, not going to be happy about that. No, but you want to know what did it for me? I saw somebody in our comments. I think it was Philip or maybe it wasn't somebody in our YouTube comments said, I, or I'm 50. I'm like more in on Joe after listening to the past few days. <clears throat> what did it for me is when they were talking about how he went from college to, to the NBA and to the G league, all that stuff. And he goes, JJ, like, so you weren't doing anything special. He goes, no, it was about who I know in the relationships. And he goes, I think, I mean, I was doing a good job, but I think the key thing is I am able to build relationships. And it's like, I, he was just, he's like, I'm good at that. And I truly think that's important. And not, not to like compare him directly to a coach, but like, look at Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is phenomenal at, at knowing his players, knowing what he has and doing what he needs to do to make them the best. There was one point in time he was like, here, Andre, you draw up a play and people clowned him for it. That's because he trusts his guys. He knows exactly what is going through their heads. And I'm not saying Joe's going to be the next Steve Kerr. Imagine but I, did that. Yeah, right. But I, I, <laughs> I do think there is something to be said about a guy who is so in tune with his players and able to build those relationships that I, I think is, is really important moving forward. I, I'm very high on Joe heading into this season. I think he's going to do a real good job. Me too. I'm all the way in. I also Kool-Aid. love a local guy. So true. All true. In. We, we literally is... play basketball in a gym named after someone in his family. So I was going to say, I was going to yeah. say, all right, let's get into Lamar Stevens. You wrote about it. So hit me. Yeah, so yesterday, Lamar Stevens chatted with all the fellas at Media Day and the ladies, and he had some things to say. He talked about his decision to join the Celtics, and he cited Boston's winning culture, which is awesome. I really like when guys say that. I love when they stroke my ego as a Celtics fan, and good job, Lamar. Good first step. I also thought his perspective was very interesting and how he can help the Celtics become or not even become carry over the defensive intensity 
the identity that they've built for themselves despite losing smart in both Williams. He said, yeah, I think I can step right into that. You know, adding Drew on the defensive end and me, I feel like those are roles that we can fill right in. I'm excited for the opportunity and to bring what I can bring to the team and hopefully uplift us. Our main goal is to win each day, and I think I can help with that. He also talked about his three-point shooting, which kind of the Achilles heel. Shot 16% as a rookie in 2020-21. But each year of his pro career, he has improved the shooting. Two years ago, the year the Celtics made the finals, he shot 27.7. Last year, 31.6. And he mentioned he thinks he's worked on it and improved it again. He's excited to show it. It's just kind of weird that he's not technically on the team yet. Really? Yeah, that is weird. I said this in the Celtics Lab podcast, which if you haven't listened to, go listen to it. I'm so, so in on Lamar Stevens. And I know that's been like the, the theme of the show so far. It's like, we're in. But like, Lamar Stevens is an NBA player. He started NBA games last year, a significant amount. On like, a good team. On a good team. He's very Somebody good. in our comments section said he played, or maybe it was not in our comments. It was on my article. I don't know which one. Somebody commented on something that I contributed to and said he played a thousand minutes for a very good Cavs team. There's no reason why he should just be getting training camp yes. deals. Everything you're kind of saying. He is good. I'm working on a piece highlighting that, and it will be out in the coming weeks. I'm waiting for him to officially make the team. Yeah, uh, that would suck if he's not. That's on the why team. I'm like delaying. But I'm very high on Lamar Stevens. I'm very hyped to hear that he believes in himself that way. And spoiler alert for the article: he is a very good leader. Like I'll put mm-hmm. it that way, and you'll get your evidence. He he is he is a guy who will come in and he will not hold back. In in, I'll put it this way: he'll not hold back in a Grant way but not in a grant way, if that makes sense. Like he will, he will talk to Tatum and Brown about stuff. He will do all this stuff, but it won't be in the, in the annoying thinks he's better than he is way. And I love Grant Williams, but like, that's the vibe. It came off as times Lamar Stevens is just going to go at them in practice. And he's, he's going to be a guy that I, I heard something somewhere that he like went at Donovan Mitchell at one point last Ooh. year, like Donovan Mitchell wasn't locking on defense. Lamar Stevens pulls him aside and he goes, the fuck are you doing? And he's mm. like, talk shit to him on the bench. Donovan Mitchell spent the rest of the game like locked in. So high on Lamar Stevens. I think he'll play significant minutes for the Celtics team this year. I think he is the best wing they have off the bench next to Sam Hauser. Those two hand in hand, uh, you know, Spider-Man meme is best Celtics wings, whatever. Uh, I'm in. I'm in on Lamar Stevens. I think he'll be very good, and I'm very excited to watch him in Celtics uniform. So if you don't know already, Jack and I are essentially purposefully setting ourselves up to sound like absolute idiots this show. <laughs> uh, that way people clip it and are like, look how stupid these guys True. are. Here's a link to their podcast. We'll own it. Please clip it. We, I have said Missoula is the next great NBA coach, and Jack has said that Lamar Stevens is the best rotational wing that the Celtics have, which both could be true, but they also could wind up being very wrong. Uh, just to circle back the comment that i was referencing was on the Celtics blog article hurdler 17 says stevens played over a thousand minutes on a good playoff team he's one of the players i'm personally watching if there is a triple wing lineup with the jays he along with Brissett or hauser can provide defense cutting or floor spacing value he's listed at 66 230 and could be a versatile defender even on taller guys hopefully giving tatum some breaks on the defensive side of things that i want tatum locked in no oh, days yeah. off. No. Also, Tatum said he wants to be all defense, so breaks are bad. Him and Brown commenting on Instagram about it. All right. Just I want to be all up. defense. <laughs> Write the headline. We'll see. We'll see. Rounding out practice for the past couple of days. Uh, we'll make this a, a 
thing for like this season, I guess. We'll, we'll try our best. <clears throat> yeah, for, for the time being. Best quotes from Celtics practices that we have heard over the past X amount of days. First, Derek White during his media scrum today at Wednesday's practice uh, said it's much quieter and a lot calmer now that Grant Williams is not here. He, he was asked about it, but said it. Um, he was asked about players stepping up vocally. He said, JT stepped up. Nothing like Grant, Grant though, thank God. <laughs> Which is, and he's obviously yeah. joking. It's all laughs. Well, I don't know. They might obviously hate Grant. I knew, I knew you were going to say some dumb shit like that. Chris <laughs> um, Stops talked about playing in the post more. Said he had to adapt, mm. and he did it a lot more during his uh, time in Washington because he didn't like uh, how little he was doing in Dallas. Sam, no, you're very happy about that, and Joe talked about it on the JJ pod. <clears throat> very pleased. I'm going to go swig some more Kool-Aid. <laughs> Wenyan said, uh, I do. It's very weird. I don't know what it is. Wenyan Gabriel at practice today said he is happy to be home. Uh, said he had been in contact with Boston. He'd been home a couple times during the summer, done some free agent workouts. Uh, and they had him sort of on standby doing wellness checks when the Porzingis trade or some <laughs> trade happened. Uh, and then basically when the Drew trade went through, he said, yep, hopped on the plane that day. Made my way out. They knew it. So some meme of the car on the highway. And then there's the exit sign. And it's just swerving <laughs> super hard. That was him. They had him ready. Found out Drew Holiday was go. going to be on the Celtics. Yep. Said he's going to bring all the hustle, defense, all that good stuff. It basically said all the things that you want to hear from a Celtics role player, which is good. Good to hear from Winnie Gabriel. They uh, need to get in somebody that like sucks at defense and is just like, I'm going to bring all the hustle at defense. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, like Dame. If they trade for Dame. Yeah. Defense. <laughs> yeah. Gary like, Washburn. Like, Gary Washburn asked Joe about, you said last year you wanted to take 53 games. And Joe goes, did I say that? When did I say that? Uh, and then he goes, oh, wait, 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 he basically wait, wait, wait. said, oh, well, what I want to do and what we're going to do is very different. And then at practice mm. today, he came back and he said, Gary, I checked. I never fucking said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe with less swear words, but just basically said, Gary, I never said that. What the hell? Uh, and then Joe also said he would fight in the UFC. Uh, also, very good quote from Joe. He went to a UFC fight at the Garden earlier this summer. He was in the corner of UFC fighter. We actually talked about it in the pod. Uh, and great quote from Joe said, "The fighter win? No, no, uh, I don't. I don't know. But he basically Might said, be bad for my coach take.' <laughs> he said, "I just like being at Boston Garden. It doesn't have to be basketball. I just like the Garden because it uh, encapsulates what Boston is about." Which is just kind of sick to hear from your garden. There is, yeah, love to see it. So good from Joe. But uh, that's it from the best quotes. Let us know if we missed anything. But big week for Joe. Like Joe just skyrocketing up the favorite Celtic power rankings. Good, good for Joe. Needs the PR. I think somebody like sat him in a room and like was like, "Listen, (laughs) listen here." Well, he said it on the JJ pod. He was like, "I was the biggest change and the weirdest thing for me was people giving a fuck who I was. Like people, people actually knowing who I was and caring. Like I didn't like it." He's he literally goes, "I'm an introvert. I used to come up the service elevator, go to the film room, and leave. So I wouldn't." That's some Eric Spolstra shit. That was the thing (laughs) that was like, "Wow, like maybe he's uh like really gonna be a great coach someday." It was kind of fire. It was kind of fire to see. But all right, let's dive into Derek White. And the fact that it's kind of weird that he hasn't been extended yet, or is it weird? My thing is, and Derek White is eligible to be extended right now. I don't know the details of what his extension can be. I think he can get up to three years, maybe four. Again, I'm not sure. I'm speculating. I know he can get up at least to 30 mil or can get up to like a high number. Um, and I do know he has till October 23rd, I think, or towards the end of this month. It's the same as Peyton Pritchard. They have to do that. before opening um, night. Something like that to get extended. Um, I think that's what it is. 
or a day before, something around then. But Derek White has not been extended. Part of me wonders if it's because they were waiting to see if any moves would shake loose. But one, and even even though they didn't know they'd be trading for Drew, maybe it's like, okay, who can we get back for Brogdon? Because they were like, maybe we have to trade Brogdon, waiting for that. And now that Drew is in place, maybe those talks will start up as the season gets going. But it also wouldn't surprise me to see them wait on it because he do, does have two. Is this his last year? Or does he have two years left? I think he's got two. Yeah, so if he has two years left, he has this year and next year, so maybe they wait on it and see what happens. Uh, but at the same time, during the Drew press conference, Wick was like, yeah, we're spending. Like, yeah, we're in. They should so, spend. Which is good to hear. So I don't know, though. What, what do you make of the Derek White contract? I think they should spit in the face of the new CBA. Challenge it. See if it's for real. Ooh. It's like going into prison and fighting the biggest guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to do. I love to hear that ownership wants to spend. I'd love to see it. I think Derek White's somebody that has proven to be a key part of what the Celtics have going on. I think it's important that they keep him around. He does a little bit of everything. He's reliable. He's one of your favorite guys, and you're not an idiot, as much as I like to say you might be. You're not. Uh, So there's good reason why so many smart people like Derek White. He does a lot of things great. Great shooter, plays good defense. He can create and get to the basket a little bit. There's no reason why the Celtics should lowball him or break balls or anything like that. Because as you can see, uh, it made Grant Williams leave. And now we're all kind of like, damn, like kind of sucks that Grant Williams left. Well, we are. A lot of people are. We are. The players are not. (laughs) And the players aren't either. Uh, But and I'm kind of not like that because I wish Grant was here. I just wish they could have traded him in in the Portland trade. Mm, I don't think they could have yet because of dates. Don't care. It doesn't matter. You'd have the depth. If not, you'd still have the center depth. Like that would still help you out. But anyways, um, last thing before we get into emails, Mike Gorman is not being replaced by Sean Grandy. Uh, yeah. Reports have indicated. I think this came from J- Chad Finn of the Globe had it or somebody, somebody else. Had and then it well. NBC Sports Boston did put out official mm-hmm. announcement. Statement. I think he was at the Auerbach Center today. I'm not sure if it was him. Mike? Uh, it might might not have been. No, not Mike. The new guy. Uh, new guy, oh. Drew Drew Carter. Drew Carter, I believe. I'm just double checking so I get it correct. Maybe we try um, and get to him early and befriend him. Yeah, right. I think his name is Drew Carter. Let me let me pull up a picture. Uh, I was a bit unprepared, uh, but I knew I had. That's okay. Here. I put this one on. Essentially, his face is square, and he doesn't have a name that you recognize for. This here he is. Kind of a does have a square face. Uh, doesn't have the kind of resume you would expect for this kind of job, right? Like the Celtics ah! job. Opens. This is an okay resume. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but well. He won most outstanding collegiate sports caster a few years ago. I know that's nothing, but like, like he's got to be pretty good to win the most outstanding. Let's here. Let me let me see if I can find some of his calls and we'll react to it. Uh, okay, we'll go to the review. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, and I think the people will actually appreciate this. Uh, um, I will say this: Grandy probably didn't want it. I I highly doubt that yeah, they probably part of overlooked it. Grandy in in favor of uh, Drew Carter. With all due respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found Drew Carter 2019 Jim Nance Award Reel. So this is the reel he made to apply for okay. the award. Or to, so all right. let's go. VAR, it's 20 minutes. We're not going to watch all 20 minutes. But let's we'll mm-hmm. pick through and we'll find some calls um, and hope we don't get copyright struck uh, by this. Um, here we go. Okay. We have some welcomes. So we, we okay, we can go through a little bit. We can right. go through a, a little bit of everything. Okay, let's start with some of his welcomes. Let me let me just play the video. Uh, let me know if okay. you can hear it. I assume you can't. Uh, I hope we get copyright stricken. The season, but still a lot riding on this one tonight. Hi, everybody. Welcome inside the Carrier Dome alongside Syracuse legend and the Hall of Famer Ryan Powell. Hmm. 
And, and Ryan, let's dive right in, starting with Syracuse. Mentioned that major bounce back last weekend. After a season opening loss to Colgate, they robbed Albany 13 to 5. The, the number one reason why? Number one, what? I don't hate he, the voice. He That's doesn't my sound like Brian Anderson. Good point. He sounds, yep. he sounds all right. Hi again, everybody, and welcome inside the women's building. Drew Carter alongside James Colgan. And James, I we said James. at Syracuse, an upstart team, maybe on the verge of their first NCAA tournament bid ever. Strong ACC star. Hi, everybody, and welcome inside the Tennessee Ice Pavilion. Okay, let's yeah, see right. if we can get some calls. Let's, let's see some plays. Using her body Canane's for the line coming in above 72% on the season. Canane last I hear him out, calling some big plays. So, yeah, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. Trying. Hold on, let me go to the timestamps again. Um, radio play-by-play. Yeah, let's hit radio play-by-play. See if we get anything good there. Okay. Welcome back to Spectrum Center in Charlotte for the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament in 2019. Duke, the number five team in the nation. Probably knows the are hanging around down by five, 40 to 35. We should have asked him. to play in Charlotte, Syracuse, Deuce. Has found the I juice. Your big calls, uh, is in the house. Oh my god! Oh my good scoring. You know exactly why he's. Yeah, I, I need to hear some big calls. I, I wonder. You know what? I wonder if I can find a Syracuse basketball highlight from that year. Is that the wave? Do I just go straight to the source and find a I Syracuse basketball? Uh, Should have been planned better by me. It is, but let, let me. I'll do one uh, one YouTube search, and then we'll cut it here for the audio listeners' sake. But okay, I'm curious. Get, while I do this, initial thoughts on his voice on on what voice you heard. better than I thought. Again, doesn't sound like Brian Anderson. He doesn't sound like those squeaky play by play guys that I typically don't like. I I am pleasantly sure. surprised. Okay, good to hear. All right, so let's go. 2018 Syracuse basketball highlights. Let me see if I can find some big plays. Um, I'm just trying to find. Okay, this is a. If we if it's not here, it won't be anywhere. This is a three minute highlight from Syracuse's game against Ohio State. Let's just see how he is in game. And and if it's not him, and we don't hear it as him, then we'll call it somewhere else. Gets another three from Syracuse. It sounds like him. finds the bottom of the basket. Maybe right? That's that not him. That's not him. We're out. Okay. I, Whatever. I you don't think he would have been on a big game like that. Well, he was on CBS ESPN things and things. I like the voice. We'll see. He's very young, which is crazy. Mm. I, this Might was pointed out us. in this. Yeah, this was counted uh, or pointed out in the Southern Walk chat. Interesting to see how he interacts with Scow. That's mm. going to be the interesting part to me. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, he's going to sit down and Scow's like, all right, first rule. Somebody gets hurt. They're out for the season. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yeah, and you're really excited about it. (laughs) But we'll see. Drew Carter is the new announcer. He's going to be doing road games this year, and it sounds like he could end up replacing Gorman when Gorman retires. That sounds You know who gets the shaft in all of this, and this means nothing to you, Mm. is uh, John Wallach. John Wallach, who is the fill-in radio play-by-play man mm. so had grandy gotten the tv job he would have gotten the radio job mm. mm-hmm. instead uh gotcha. he's been shafted gotcha well we'll see Riff. but shout out to drew carter let's see what happens i'm excited to hear it well, excited isn't the right word i'm eager to hear it is the better word to see what happens we'll see we'll see all right let's check Curious in with our out. emails check in with the emails and then we can jump into nba stuff switching on over to uh, I believe we have RJ first uh, as the first emailer of the day. Uh, happy tor- 21st birthday to JD. 
uh, who is 40 years and one day younger than myself. Hopefully it won't take him that long to curb his turnovers. <laughs> we'll see. RJ Happy birthday, J.D. Davis. October, baby. Legend. Like me. There you go. When's your birthday? I don't know your birthday. 28th. 28th. Well, there we go. Uh, Philip, quicker version this time. Great pod. Much love. On media day, Joe emphasized defense, but Brad spoke to needing all shooting players of the modern NBA. Related to this is that we traded for our two non-shooters from the starting six and Robin Smart. While Walsh's first assignment was to shoot threes as often as possible. Do you see our identity with the new look Celtics as defense first three launching team? Quicker follow-up. Do you agree that three and D is the new winning formula? P.S. Always feel free to ignore these questions if they don't make it for good material. We will never ignore you, Philip. We appreciate we you. We appreciate you reaching out. Care. Absolutely. Uh, quick answer to your quick follow-up. Three and D winning formula. Yes, it just it just is in today's NBA. And I, I think the Celtics will take an emphasis on threes, but I don't know if it's as much of they'll take more threes as it's everybody can take more threes. The entire team can shoot this year, which is important because it spaces the floor. And if anything, it could open up opportunities for more layups because the floor is just spaced more. So guys will layups are bad. <clears throat> No, they are bad. Don't twist words. Don't do what you're doing. You're a rat. <laughs> It'll open the floor more, I think, and you'll get Porzingis in the post with guys spacing the floor for threes. Uh, and defensively, as we've talked about with Joe, now players will know to play defense because Joe will tell them to play defense. Uh, but yeah, layups are bad. You're right. My bad. I think so. One thing that I noticed, and I mentioned I've been watching these old games, it's weird as hell seeing guys spot up inside the three-point line like it's so weird they're doing the same type of ball movement swinging the ball around creating shots kicking it out but just not as far when is this and, we're in the old games you mean yeah just like old games from like <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago it's crazy how much differently teams play the game now i don't know how much i like it i think the older games are more fun to watch because guys are different like philip mentions it's literally like three and d you're in like that's it there's no guys that are just like post-up guys or passing the ball across the paint like that doesn't really happen it's all very long passes all swung around the perimeter all driving kick there, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of nice ping pong around the inside of the paint which is kind of satisfying to watch and impressive impressive because it was so hard and necessary maybe <laughs> There should be a limit on threes. New rule. 33 is a game. Once you hit 30 or when you take 30, no more. Uh, no, that's terrible. That would be so fire. Imagine <laughs> that would like be horrendous. No, that would no, be, no. That would be terrible. Let, no, no. Let me pitch it. So like imagine you have to be very strategic about when you use your attempts. No, I think no. I think that could be next. Eventually. That's horrible. That's that's truly horrendous imagine how funny it would be if a team was down three but they're out of three point attempts yeah that's awful that's terrible <laughs> so uh, is fouling when you're uh up up three that is bad hate that yeah. do hate that that should be that should be the next transition take foul rule getting rid of that last thing from rj day after media day update still no new images forgot to attach proof still no new images Celtics got to get on it i agree with you. jordan walsh not having a new image is criminal that's bad. the man that's the bad. man did media day in the middle of the summer that's bad that's real bad, but all right. Thank you guys for the emails. As always, hbtcpod at gmail.com. Hit us up there. We appreciate Maybe it. you want to sponsor us. Email. Yeah, maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting into the NBA section. Uh, Sam, lead it off here. I thought this was from last show, but apparently there's been new development. Yes. Another hair situation. No. So apparently the Miami Heat are none too pleased with Jimmy Butler, who, mm. if you missed it, showed up to media day with straightened hair. 
uh, with an emo look, I believe fake piercings. Is that something we discussed? And I was like, wow, he really went all in and you were like, you're an idiot. Those are fake. Well, he came out today and they didn't, they weren't there. So I assume they were fake. I, I think they're no. fake. No, I think they're fake. Uh, but anyways, there was a report from, I want to say grind city media that said 98.9% of the Miami heat organization was very uncomfortable with what Jimmy Butler did at media day. That's such a random number. I know. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's a lame thing to get upset about. I think it's pretty funny. I think it's creative. Like, it's not even like he just showed up with the same thing as last year. He like, it's like Halloween. He said that. He said, this is my Halloween. Oh, he (laughs) did say that? Yeah. Well, now I seem unoriginal. (laughs) No, that's weird. I I think it's funny. They should suspend him. First, they should first two games of the season of the playoffs. First two games of the playoffs. Cut. We'll yeah. determine which playoff games. Yes. We, yep. Don't suspend him yet. Think about it for a while. We're we're reviewing it. <laughs> yeah. VAR. VAR. Yeah. <laughs> Stand uh, by. James Harden was at 76ers media day or media day was not at media day, You're but right. did report to Fort Collins, Colorado after a day late. But he's there. He's there now. And uh, he's there. Show up to work. You did see a report from Bobby Kravitzky leaned over to me today and and he said, how sad is it that Woj had to include that he caused no nonsense at practice? (laughs) Uh, I saw a fake report today. I think it would have been more funny if he did cause nonsense. I saw what I believe to be a fake report today that said James Harden did what Jimmy Butler did in Minnesota. He pulled the third stringers together and took on the starters. James Harden went down 21 to 3 and left practice. (laughs) but uh it was fake it's still funny i don't know it's just weird how the whole situation is playing out i don't know what's happening also since i said Woj, did you see the report today that said Woj and shams are like dark skywalker yes phenomenal (laughs) so i'm a big fan of that i'm all in on that i would love like more they should play into it rivalries yes yeah the athletic doesn't reference espn espn doesn't reference the athletic it's very funny but uh thoughts on james harden at training camp just respect fine yeah, good for you. You went to work. Well, and they should not trade him unless they get a good deal. Is it respect or is it James Harden doesn't want to miss 30 days and not be able to go somewhere else next year? Because <clears throat> that's a new CBA rule. Is that a thing? If he misses 30 days next year, the 76ers retain control even after his contract is up. <clears throat> I actually don't want him to show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's I not. That would be really funny. Keith Smith and Trevor Lane explain this on the run official pod. It's not 30 days. Like he can't show up one day and not show up for 29. It's not consecutive. It's just 30 days throughout the season that he doesn't report or something. All right. 29 left or 20. Technically 29 left. No, because it starts after media day. It media doesn't count. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But next piece of NBA news. Reggie Bullock has signed with. What contender? The Houston Rockets. Very strange. Keith and uh, Trevor, again, front office show pod, speculated maybe because the details of the contract haven't come out and the Rockets do have like their non-taxpayer Emily or something. They're like, maybe they just gave him a little more than a minimum. So it was just money. Just weird, though, regardless of. Well, Houston wants to compete. They do. They want to be good. They want to be good. They brought an email. They signed Fred Vliet. They signed Dylan Brooks. They drafted two guys that were supposed to be top five picks. I was just saying today. They have a bunch of vets that I didn't even know were on the team. Jeff Green, Boban Marjanovic is on the team. Now Bullock Jeff on the Green team. With a shaved head. Like, 
it's, it's just weird seeing them. Also, DeAndre Jordan was getting on the Nuggets plane, and he FaceTimed Jeff Green and Schmidt and just had them up during his media day pick. Very funny. I like that. But yeah, Reggie Bullock to the Rockets. Um, Sam, you put this on the show. Nuggets, Lakers beefing. Go yeah. In. So the Lakers have had media availability this week, as have other teams. And a few of their players have taken the opportunity to be like, we see the Nuggets making fun of us. And they're trying to play up this opening night matchup. Austin Reeves said he was excited when he saw that they were playing the Nuggets on opening night. Probably as anybody would be when they have a chance to get back at the team that eliminated them. But sure. I'm I'm kind of sick of the Lakers like trying to play the victim or underdog card here. Yeah. Because, one, they got swept by the Nuggets, and that's what happens when you get swept is you get made fun of. <clears throat> Two, they tried to – or not they. LeBron tried to like sweep the sweep under the rug by saying he might retire so people wouldn't talk about it. Hmm. That was a lame move more than the Nuggets making fun of them. <laughs> so go yeah. Nuggets! I hope they beat the piss out of the Lakers. Anthony Davis is a fraud, and uh, we'll see what happens to them. I hope they have a very terrible season. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I-, I saw it briefly on Twitter. It's just weird how they're acting. Like I saw some things like, yeah, I mean, you're the only team that didn't beat them in a game in a playoff series. Like, like. No, they're the champions. Of course, they're hyped, and of course, they're talking trash. They won. That's what they get to do because they won. So correct, just weird. Just weird. But uh, also speaking of the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic is none too pleased. Not happy about being back. Uh, there's photos of him entering Nuggets, and he's just sitting there like, "Oh, I gotta go back to work." And they asked him. They said, "Um, was this the, the most fun you've had in off season? Was this the best off season?" He goes, "Nah, it's like the opposite. We played for an extra two and a half months, basically saying like." I couldn't go home, man. I want to go home. <laughs> and on the one worried. hand, like, yeah, right. On the one hand, I get it. Like, he wants to be at home. Like, he he loves his. I want to be like, at home. But just just funny that like to hear an NBA player said, "Nah, bro, I want to go home." Like, get me out of this motherfucker. <laughs> Although well, the best part is because they won a title. Like, he's not yeah. even, like excited. He's like whatever. No. I will say the best moment ever, though, was when they won the title. He goes, I don't want to be on the parade. What the fuck? And then he gets to the parade and he goes, I fucking love the parade. I love parade. <laughs> I love parade. <laughs> and that was fire. In on Jokic. Love it. Um, yep. Jokic right. has sneakily, despite not wanting to, one, soaked up the spotlight, and two, become probably the fan favorite in the NBA where everyone just relates because they like are like, damn, like I don't want to go to work either. Yeah, I agree. All right, Sam, shall we play who he played for? We sure should. As we prepare for the new NBA season, let's figure out which guys are on teams that we didn't know, or maybe we did know because I got all of them last time. You got all but one. You needed a clues for a couple of them. I still got them. All right, all right. Uh, well, yeah, once you had it down to five teams, narrowed down. Listen, I got when Serge Ibaka was playing for Bayern. All right, all right. All right, Sam. Let's start with Wesley Matthews, who he play for. He's still on the box, right? Wrong. Who do they have on the box that's meant to be like the Jay Crowder? No, not Jay Crowder. Are we sure he's not on the box? Malik Beasley is who you're That's who it is. Yep. Nope. Wesley Matthews, Sam. Where does Wesley Matthews play? Got his ass. Is, Is he out of the league? 
He is not. He's in the league. I'm so glad I stopped I you after up. you were so confident. Uh, the Hawks. He's on the Atlanta Hawks. I would never have got that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. I'm glad. I'm glad we stumped you out the gates. <clears throat> it makes me feel good after you just talked that trash and said I got him all last time. Uh, I think Garrett. I did. Garrett Temple. I'm yeah. really mad about this because I actually remember seeing Garrett Temple sign with this team, and I was like, "Damn, I didn't know Garrett Temple was still playing." Got his ass. But I Let's really. <sighs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> I want to guess. I'm going to guess New Orleans. He was on New Orleans last year. Okay. But no longer. Is he on the Raptors? He is on the Raptors. Yes, sir. Good call. Good call. He is on the Raptors. Okay. Next player. Darius Baisley. Who he play for? Oh, another inquisitive look. Still playing. (laughs) He's like 23. Yeah, but I, that doesn't mean he's good enough to still play. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. He is, is he on the Nets? Early. He is on the Nets. Yeah. Yes, yes. He is on the Nets. Good call. Okay, let's see. Patty Mills, who he play for? I got. He, I can't. He, with he the changed heat rosters. Correct. He's not. On the Nets. He did. Okay. He was actually traded this summer. Who? <laughs> who he play for, Sam? Who I want to play say for Atlanta. He does play for Atlanta. Yeah. I tried to stop you going to Atlanta twice. <clears throat> he does, in fact, play for Atlanta. I don't remember who was in the trade, but I think I remember him getting <laughs> traded to the Hawks. I think he was a part of the John Collins deal. But, uh, no, maybe he wasn't. I don't remember. I just remember he went to the Thunder first, I think, and then he ended up uh, going to Atlanta in the deal. And people thought he would get waived or traded, but he is still in Atlanta. <clears throat> All right. Last one. I, I have basketball reference up is he a Celtics bio guy maybe maybe I I don't know I don't hate it but we'll see Austin Rivers still waiting last one Omer Yurt 7 Utah who he is on Utah okay that was a quick one that was a quick one he had the picture of him in the shirt which are the terrible jerseys no not the terrible jersey like he had some shirt oh and worldwide wob was like that shirt's cool so I remember that Oh, oh, I remember the shirt. Uh, this is like right. Slumdog Millionaire when uh, the guy's answering all the who wants to be a millionaire questions and you just see the backstory of how he knows it. It's just me scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. Thank you all for listening to NBA. Let's get into the rat list. Sam, would you like to kick it off here? Uh, Okay, yeah, I was going to do this one on the Celtics Lob. The Celtics Lob. Celtics, Celtics Lob show. Yes. Uh but I didn't know if it would hit. So I don't really care if I bomb on this show <laughs> rat list. And this is a uh, manipulated rat list, rat list, stranger things. And here's why one stranger okay. things is probably my favorite show ever. It, I think I've discussed me enjoying my life maybe more oh, than okay. ever last summer when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. When you had COVID, right? How? No, not when I had COVID. Oh, how? On Earth, is there a show set in Indiana in the 1980s and there's no, like, nod to Larry Bird? Like, you're telling me not one of these kids has, like, a Larry Bird jersey and is like, damn, like, local legend. Mm. Yeah, yeah, odd. It does make me smile, though, because I'm like, you know what? Like, right now, Larry and the boys are holding it down. In that time? Yeah. Yeah, in that time. I'm like, the Celtics fucking rule. (laughs) They're hanging out. 
They like it. Um, good rat list. Uh, my rat list today, I said it on Celtics Lab, I'm going to reiterate, drivers suck. People can't drive, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes me angry. <clears throat> today, specifically, I there there was one lane, and then there's an enlarged bike lane because it's also like people can park on the side of the road. And a lady is waiting in a stoplight, and she just drifts into that lane. And so, like, I'm waiting a second. I'm like, is she stopping? Is she going? So I just go around her and then I look at my back mirror and she's just slowly pulling forward through the green light. That was a green light for like 30 seconds. And like the cars are stuck behind her and she's just chilling. The people just don't know how to fucking drive. It pisses me off. And I'm a very angry driver, as I said, in the Celtics lab pod. Um, and so I just I'm not a fan of driving. I'm not a fan of driving into Brighton or Boston or anything. And I have a lot of driving to do tomorrow because I have to pick up my sister in Boston as well. So I'm very upset. <clears throat> so. Ratlist, Ratlist mm. Joe. Oh no! What so, did Joe do? In Rhode Island, this Friday, Top Golf is opening. Top Golf is opening in Cranston. Top Golf, cool. This Top Golf will be the only Top Golf in New England. At least that's I what I saw. I know Foxwoods has one. Okay, but it's not like a full blown Top Golf. Okay. Okay. Where so, is it opening? Cranston. <clears throat> gotcha. Joe says, should we go to Top Golf this weekend? Mm. And then I said, are you an idiot? That message was probably sent to 90% of group chats within Rhode Island and the surrounding areas. Do we want to go to Top Golf <laughs> for the opening weekend? No. No. Why don't we wait until everybody and their mother doesn't want to do that thing to do that thing? <laughs> he just wants to go do something fun with the fellas. Yeah, he Come does. On. And I was just like, no. You're, but we also have the... plans Friday. So also oh, okay. bad. Sure. Um, Ratless the dentist. Hmm. I have to go to the dentist tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a cavity and I have to get one filled tomorrow and I'm very upset. Oh. And I, I know I'm I've very... done the... Finish your story. Sorry. I'm a very anxious person and I don't like needles, but like I'm fine once it happens. Like afterwards, I'm like, all right, that wasn't that bad. But just the anticipation of it makes me very anxious. It's the same thing with planes and heights and stuff. Like it's all the anticipation of while I'm on the plane. Like once I get off and once I'm in the air, I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. But like the anticipation of it makes me like sick to my stomach. Hate needles. I I am like constantly in my brain. I'm like, oh, tomorrow's going to suck. Tomorrow's going to suck. Tomorrow's going to suck. And I'm trying to actively not think about it, but I, I am not looking forward to it. Cause I know it's, it's, I know it's not going to like kill me. I know it's not going to hurt that bad, but I just know it's going to be uncomfortable. And I know I don't like needles. And so I just, I, I'm very upset that I have to go get a cavity tomorrow. So rattles the dentist out. out of the yeah. Dentist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always say I would, oh, the best job you could ever have is a dental hygienist. Cause you can take I know. a day out on people and <laughs> it's their fault when they bleed. You're a piece of shit. It's true. They definitely no, could be like. Not that you're wrong, but you're a piece of shit for telling me that when I just told you I'm nervous about going to the dentist. Well, it's like you don't like bleed from your stomach because you don't do crunches. Like I don't know. Uh, all right. Do I? What did I do? I did uh, Stranger Things. Did I only do Stranger Things? No, I did Joe. Do I have Poor Joe. another rat list? I don't know how much more I have. I don't. I wasn't very upset the past few days. I've been busy. There's not much for me to be upset about. Yeah, I've been at home all week, so I haven't really been yeah. on about. I don't know. Think, think. Sorry, guys. Short rat list today. 
I'm trying to think if I have something else. There's got to be something I've been angry at. Like I can't. It can't have been all all fine. Uh, I'll rattle my aunt's dogs again because I've been letting them out as I've said multiple times. But now that I'm going somewhere, I'm going there and then leaving from there. So I have my like clothes that I'm going in on, and they love to jump on me. So I just go to sell the facility with paw prints on my shirt that I have to dust off. <clears throat> so that's mm. not fun. Um. Oh, I can ratless my. Oh, yeah, this is good. <clears throat> ratless my bank, kind of. Okay. My card got like shut off two days ago. I was just like, "What is happening?" And so like, it just didn't work. It just got declined. Whatever. I call. I called them like, "What the hell?" And they're like, "Oh, you didn't respond to our potential fraud charge." I'm like, "What is it?" What we're recording on now actively is Streamyard. We pay yearly subscription to Streamyard. Came off my card, and the bank shut off my card because I didn't approve it. I'm like, guys, mm. it's a subscription service. Like this, I, th- this is something that happened. Like, what, what are we doing? So, Ratless Santander for making me call them, wait on hold for 30 minutes, and then finally get them to turn my card back on. Piss me off. Ratlist, any uh, place you call that you have to press the button to talk to yes. somebody. Yes, good call. When I used to work in news, we would have to put in calls. Like, if a police uh, incident happened where there's like a car crash or a fire happens, you have to call <laughs> yeah. the fire department. When you call. The fire or police department, you have to press one. Yeah, that's bad. That's so or, bad. Or whatever. And you get to know, like, which buttons to hit because you call them frequently enough. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, is when uh, you don't get through to anybody and you have to keep doing it, it's pretty infuriating to hear the please press this button. Imagine you're calling, like, somebody's in your house, like, help me, help me. Please press one to get in contact with support. Jack, you don't call nine one one and get hit with the robo answer. It's a joke. It's a joke. You're a piece of shit. All right, all right. Uh, did I do the joke about not joke, but story about uh when my credit card got frozen? No. <laughs> so, one, I legitimately did. I don't know, one or two years ago, have somebody like take money from my account. Mm. I think I got it back. And they were, like, spending money. How significant was this amount of money? All over. I, I don't know. Like, I, I I truly don't remember. Okay. It was enough to where, like, we were like, what the hell? Like, why, why am I missing money? <clears throat> sure. So, prior to that. Oh, no, no. After that. No, prior to that. Prior to that. Sorry, <laughs> bad storytelling. Prior to that. It's important. Prior to that. My bank card was frozen <clears throat> because I was going to the same Dunkin' Donuts and they were like, hey, a lot of money is being spent at this Dunkin' Donuts. Is everything okay? <clears throat> but when my credit card or my card was getting charged from Atlanta, then Texas, then LA and New York, that wasn't a problem. But if I was going to my local Dunkin', that's <clears throat> where course, your sirens yeah. go off is when I <clears throat> do my routine thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good rat list. That's uh, some rap behavior from your bank. <clears throat> I'll give you that. Very weird. Uh, that's all I got, though. I don't have any more rat list. I think that just might have to be it for us. I wish I more heavily believed in conspiracy theories. You know what? <clears throat> Perfect. Rat list AI. Sure. There is no reason why anybody needed to invent AI. Uh-huh. Have you not seen movies? Have you not seen Avengers Age of Ultron? Have you not seen, I don't know, name another one. That's the one I know. Where AI takes over the world. iRobot. Why are we toying around with this thing in the real world? And in in 
using it at work. I had a work thing and they did like a uh, like a presentation on AI and I was yeah. like, why are we doing this? I will not I, use it. I got in trouble with something. Uh, you sure did. <laughs> Didn't use it, but still got in the mix. <laughs> no need for AI. Yeah. And I'm very skeptical. The creator movie, I think, is about AI. I haven't seen it yet. I'll back There's you on ads it. for I it. I don't really care. Yeah, it's weird. It's just odd. You don't care. I, fine. Don't care. No, no, no. I'm no, no. about everything. Not, not, I don't care in the sense that, like, I disagree with you. I don't care. Is like, I don't know enough to, like, have a f- strong opinion. It's just weird. I don't like, I'm very skeptical. I don't know anything either, but I, I don't <laughs> like, I don't like this. Fair enough. Quit using it. <laughs> Sam, Sam's decree. No more AI. Are you fucking <laughs> stupid, buddy? You just blowing from stupid town. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll call all it there. Right, Thank you all for there. tuning in for uh, another episode of How About Them Celtics. We appreciate you guys for watching and listening wherever you are. Uh, keep tuning in throughout the season. We're here. We're amped up, like we said at the start of the show. Check us out on Playback. Check us out on Apple, Spotify. Leave us reviews. Leave us comments. Five stars, all that good stuff. And leave a comment. Email us. All that stuff. Get in contact. We love interacting with you. Thank sure you for do. watching and listening. I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, hey, bonus rat list, the heat. It's too fucking hot. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening and watching. If you're watching, you are on our YouTube or CLNS is one of them. Make sure you subscribe. If you're on ours, hit the notification bell. We're putting up stuff daily. And Jack's at all these things. He's posting shorts to the channels. So check those out too. They're pretty cool. You can also find us on Apple and Spotify. If you're there, you're enjoying the nice audio version of the podcast. Well, Follow us. Leave a five-star review. Say something nice about the fellas. We just said we like to talk to you. Maybe say you like listening to us. It, it evens out. You can find us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. Trying to get as much content there for you guys as we can, so it's worth following us there. You can follow Jack on Twitter at JackSmoneyNBA. He's doing a ton of work at Celtics Blog. He has been an absolute hoss this week. And I'm trying my best, too. You can find me at Samuel Francis. That's it for us. Bye. And it's called for another foul.